Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. How are you guys doing? This is uh, going to be a little bit, I guess, I, I old school for some of you guys who have been on this channel for, I don't know, longer if than If they know, months. they know. Yeah, they if know. If you know, you know. <laughs> so this gentleman right here used to be on all the videos, I guess, leading up to uh, just about a week deep in the Ukraine war. Then he had some family stuff come up, and he had to pretty much take care of that over there in Colorado. But he's going to be back. We're going to be doing a segment like this. You guys are about to hear. We're going to call this thing the rundown. All right, it's going to be the rundown, okay? We're going to talk rundown. about Everything that goes on in America along with the entire world. I, I, we're going to be doing these about three times a week. Uh, right now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the goal. And then come June 1st, we're going to do it every single day. Uh, the audience we had prior to Ukraine was actually just mainly Americans, as you do know. Right. Like literally all Americans. We had like 95% American audience. And now since the Ukraine war kicked off, we were down to like, people don't know this, but like 40% 40. American. Yeah, 40%. Yeah. So 40% of Americans... That's pretty much where this audience take place. So it's not going to be, we're not going to take a political side. All right. So we're going to talk about a lot of things that come up. Some of you guys may get a little salty over it, but that's fine. Some of you guys may like it. I don't know. To be demanding. And I think some people know like my political views just from yeah. like where we stood last time, but we're going to remain neutral on the subjects. As much as we possibly can. Right. Yes. And we're going to try to shoot you guys as straight as possible, but we're going to call it for what it is. I mean, right now there's a lot of stuff going on in America, which a lot of stuff I feel like is like, I, well, with election seasons coming up here in America, and we know it, in America, election season is pretty much drives everything. Oh, drives everything. You know, like big scandals start coming out during election. Like everything. all sorts of crazy crap comes out during election season. What's happening right now? Which so, is which is why good. We now have this new misinformation, disinformation thing coming out from the government <laughs> yeah. to keep us straight. Yeah, it's going to keep it's us one straight. one thing you can count yeah. on, it's the government putting out accurate information and keeping everybody honest. Yeah, that, that's been out the last two years. Pretty hey. well. Yeah, pretty hey. well. Well, you know, we had the most transparent, you know, transparent presidency in history prior to, uh, you know, Trump taking <laughs> office. Yeah. You know, then we had Trump and now we've got, you know, uh, good old sleepy Joe Biden in there. Biden. So everybody, you know, it's like, why not? Why we'll just not? Keep it going. Why and, not? Just send the spiral further down, man. Just let it run. I, you know? And, and you know, the, the whole election season is going on and it's, I think it's happening, I think, Ohio. It started like two days ago, and what happened? The whole Roe versus Wade thing came out. So we're going to start off this bit talking about America, because that's pretty much where we are, and we know a little bit about We have a couple other countries we can talk about, but this is the hottest topic that's going on other than Ukraine, and people are currently literally raving about it. Like, Not just raving, raging, raging. <laughs> raging. Raging. raging about it once again. As most of you guys do know, the controversial Roe versus Wade documents were leaked and it's pretty much just one side of the aisle is claiming that this thing is very heroic for a person to leak these said documents. Now, me, myself, and I might be the only one that does not believe this to be heroic. It it's is not a, heroic. It's a terrible thing. to. You're talking about this is a, uh, it's supposed to be a secret type thing that's going on within the federal government to figure out if it's something they don't want to do or are going to do. It, it, it's basically the equivalent of jumping into jury deliberations. And like whatever predetermination they were having and then leaking what the yeah, jury was exactly. talking about for jury deliberations yeah. in an attempt to like put more pressure on them from the outside. Exactly. It's freaking asinine. And that's pretty much what happened. I, I don't I don't believe this person's heroic, like I said. It's a terrible look for the country. And I'm gonna tell you guys right now. I'm not for it when it comes to abortions, but I don't really care what a person does with their body because I'm not the person I'm not the one that has to deal with it. Okay. I'm not for the abortions. I'm not one hundred percent. But 
I'm also not going to dictate what a person should be doing with like that's not, that's not my job. And I think most people in America you know? can like if, if we were to take like some of the big arguments that one side has, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 pro-abortion side has, right? Yeah. If you were to take some of those big arguments out and say, you know what, I, I'll give you the fact that if it's detrimental to a woman's health, that that yeah. abortion should take place. I'll give you the fact that if it's because of like rape, rape or incest, incest, yeah, yep. by all 100%. means, go get your abortion, get it done. But at the same time, we can't like, you know, there's this whole other extreme that's on that side that's talking about having abortions post-term. Not a joke. Okay, They're that, arguing for post-term abortions. No, see, like, that, that's that's one thing I will never be able to get like on board. I think there's, there's a time and place like, okay, for one, the cheapest way and the best way to prevent it is to not have sex and or just work on them. That's a horrible option, though. The condom I, I, thing. I'm just, just being honest. A, I mean, let's, be honest. let's be real. Like, I know, but I'm being honest. I'm do, just, do they still sell those? Yeah, they do. Like, but uh, I've, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've, I've keep seeing these people. They keep saying I had 20. This person was they were wearing a shirt that said I had 21 abortions. You would probably learn after probably number two or three. Right. It's probably cheaper not to have an abortion and just to take the actual proper contraceptive. Just, now there is people that can't take the contraceptive I get because it. it like messes with hormones and things like that's that. That's fine. But they also have at the same time on the guy side of the house, we act like women are the only one that are in control of this here in the United States. Like yes. guys are 100. percent Go get a vasectomy, bro. Like, go get one. Like, get your nuts yeah, snipped. I, 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 you know, like, it's not that difficult. Oh. And the other thing is, is it, I, they're going to leave it up to the states. And then now California, this is the other crazy part. So I didn't even put this in the notes, by the way. This is something I just remember reading is inside of California, the taxpayers are now going to bear the burden of, of the states that aren't going to allow people from having the abortion. So they're now going to allow say people in Texas, I'm just going to use Texas for Texas, uh, Texas. You're not allowed to say you're not allowed to get an abortion, which I don't know the laws here in Texas and what, what it is. I'm just going to say right now, we'll say Texas. You aren't allowed to get an abortion. Okay. Now they're going to allow that, that person. I don't know if you want to call them a male, female or a gender X. I have no idea what you want to call them. They're now going to be allowed to go to California and the California taxpayers are going to have to fund the abortion for the person out of state people, out of state people. That is 100% a thing, and I know this to be... If I read this thing, and the first thing that came to my mind was, is California so wild? For all you people that are outside of the United States, California has some of the worst taxes inside probably the world. And it's expensive to live there. It's so expensive to live there. Taxes are crazy. They have the highest rate for homelessness, and now they're going to add this other burden onto the taxpayers. This other burden. How are they going to pay for that? Well, not to mention that government is so mismanaged, they have to bring in water and electricity from across different grids just to keep the damn state running. And now they're going to, maybe they're repaying the favor. Maybe that's they're repaying the favor. You know what? Like we appreciate you guys producing energy for us. We pre- we appreciate you guys giving us water. We'll Here's take an abortion. Care of it. We'll take care. Here's of it. an abortion. So as far as the European countries go, like the U.S. aside, right? Like okay. U.S. aside, that's a lot of people like to say. Well, this is going on in Europe, and Europe is doing it this way. So why aren't we doing this in America? Canada has free healthcare. Why don't we have that here in America? You know, or socialized healthcare, whatever. So let's look at what Europe European countries are doing, right? Let's 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 take it just a gander and European countries and their abortion laws over in Europe. So the average abortion, right? The average legal abortion, like there's some countries where it's out outright banned. All right. With the exception of like those medical section exceptions that we gave, yeah. right? Like rape incest, or it's mm-hmm. like detrimental to the female's health. I, I believe Poland's that way. Right. But generally speaking across Europe, it is mostly legal up to about an average of 14 weeks. Right. So even here in the United States, we've looked at it. Let's, let's say like it is your human right. Right. Like let's, let's say it's your human right to get an abortion. OK. Even within our Bill of Rights, there is limitations that get placed on that. Right. We, we say that no rights 
in the U.S. are obsolete. We say that you can't go into a movie theater and scream fire and cause like an absolute uproar. You can't go on an airplane and start telling everybody that there's yeah. a damn bomb on the airplane, yeah, I get it. Yeah. right? So with that being said, a common sense application would be, yeah, there is a certain portion where it's not okay. 14 weeks is about what Europe is citing on, like across all those other countries. So not a post-torn abortion like people are looking at, but 14 weeks. And I think a lot of people in the U.S. would probably get behind that as like a general start or a good place to go. But ultimately, here in the United States, it would be up like this Supreme Court document, right? This, this draft that they're doing overturning Roe v. Wade ultimately would leave it up to the states, which is where it should be anyways. Yeah. If, this, if the states don't want to allow abortion in the state, don't allow abortion in the state, those people can then move out of the state or they can go to places like California where it's legal. Yeah, I mean, that's literally, I mean, it's, it's pretty not? much every single solid blue state is probably going to be on board. I mean, I even see Florida will probably be on board as well. I mean, there's there's some purple states, but to me, in the end, I believe it should just be up to the individual, up to a certain extent. Because, I mean, there are some, some areas where people try to do, like, was it uh, post-mortem? Post-term. Post-term, post-term, thank you. That is, that is... That's uh, nothing more than murder in a sense. It's just, right. Even mean, when you start looking at like hmm. 34, 35 week abortions, I'm, I mean, with the I'm not the judge. I shouldn't be the, like me, a human being should not, I, I, that's not my, my right to judge, but I'm telling you right now, I just let them do whatever they want to do. Well, and that's, that's just I mean, it. it is is they're really, saying that it's not my right to judge. Somebody. You, you know, the big, the big argument that comes in ends up being, you know, you have some States where if you're a pregnant mother, right. And you're walking down the street, I walk up to rob you. I shoot you in the belly, right. And I kill your baby. I can get charged with murder. Right, in these same states where that life counts as murder. It doesn't count. It also doesn't count yeah. as long as the mother's the one that determines it. So I think there's a lot of things that people really need to get on board. It's either That's a life a or it's not a life. good way to look at it. I've actually never even thought about that. Right. It's kind of the same thing when I actually talked to, I tweeted this out the other day because when, when the, the female gender actually has an agenda to meet, like for this, for instance, like it's a woman's body, let them choose. But then you ask them what a woman is. And then they say, well, we can't define a woman because we're not. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, well, right. you got to kind of. Well, I mean, it's a difficult it question to ask. We have a Supreme Court justice now that cannot even define what a woman is. I know, but they're able to pass laws and stuff like this. Right. It's a very, we live in a clown world right now. I know this is a strange little start. And I know this is not the entire bit of this 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 podcast, this episode. And it's just like, what I think the, the idea more or less is like the wrong? direction of which America is going. Like we need to basically figure out and we need to understand that words have meaning. You yeah. know what I mean? Like words have meaning. And once we lose track of those words, like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like there has to be a fine line. It's either a life or it's not a life. And whatever, you know, the U.S. people decide on, that's for the U.S. people to decide on in those individual states. But it's either a life or it's not a life. Right. Yeah. And at the same time, you're either a woman or you're not a woman, like making these deciding <laughs> It's so crazy. We were you talking about jump back and forth. My, my, my dad died in 2007. I could imagine having a conversation with him now, 15 years later, whatever. Be like, hey, so you know what? Uh, a woman may not be a woman, old man. He'd be like, what are you talking about? I can't. Anyway, if you guys didn't know, violence also broke out in L.A. Tuesday night, uh, which is should, shouldn't shouldn't be any shocker to anybody. Part actually, of the course uh, over abortion right protests, they lobbed rocks and bottles at L.A. police officers and appeared to smash Department of Homeland Security's cruisers. I'm going to go ahead and overlay a video for you guys, um, for you who are watching on YouTube, and for you guys who are not. It's pretty much, it's just kind of crazy to me. So, what is going on? These these cops, they literally show up. Normal kind of situation. The cops show up, and then all of a sudden you have people coming out, and they're being very hostile. I mean, these guys literally just showing up to disperse a crowd from gathering, causing the kind of destructive mess we've seen in in the years past when it comes to America and BLM riots and Antifa and all this. They're literally just like, all right, come on. Just go ahead and back up. You guys can go and protest, but we, we have nothing to do with this Roe versus Wade stuff. Like, why are you here throwing rocks and trying to beat us up? We're just here. 
It's, it's crazy to me the single fact that a, a person in these videos is holding their phones out. Every single person is holding a phone out. Right. Entice, it's not, I'm not going to say enticing, but they hold their phones. And you guys you guys may not be able to see the video if you're on podcast, but essentially they're holding their phones out and they're trying to entice and, and piss off the police and like badger mm-hmm. them and push them. And you're like, you, there's, there's 50 people around two or three cops. Like, yeah. what do you expect to happen? They're going to pull out their batons because they don't have no idea what's going to happen in this situation. Right. And it's the same thing we see over. They're just trying to provoke the cops into doing something on camera. That's Correct. literally all it is. So they can, well, they the can now be the same people that are The same people that are out writing are generally speaking against police. Generally 100%. speaking. I know. It's, it's generally here in America. It's always the same little group of people that are. Well, what's messed up is like it's not just the same group of people in each region. Like there's times and it's been proven to where people have been flown in by yeah. political parties in order to make these riots and make things worse. And I'm not talking about just to because I'm going to clear this up right now because I already know it's going to come out. The January 6th riots where people, you know, are being accused nice. of being like flown. We're not talking about oh. that. I'm not talking about that in yeah. general. I'm just talking in general when yeah. it comes to these political things. There is parties that have moved people around to make their point seem bigger or that there's more pissed off people or instigators that come in. And it's actually documented. Yeah, you know, it's actually no, documented. I, There's people I, that do it for a profession. It's, oh God, America. American politics sometimes just makes me want to beat my head against the wall. That's why I, I started this entire podcast originally trying to talk about it. And then I realized I was more stressed than I've ever been in the three months doing it. And I'm so glad I took a break not to even look at it. But one of the goofiest things I have seen in a while, uh, this is this is Biden. We'll go ahead and play the video for you guys. What's Biden talking about? Rover's way, and he's putting the blame on MAGA crowd, calling them the most extreme political organization in history. So here's that video for you guys, or just listen if you're on audio. Well, that got struck down. Griswold was thought to be a bad decision by Bork, and my guess is the guy's on the Supreme Court now. What happens if you have a state changes the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that, is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. I, I just want to tell you guys one thing. So one of the reasons why I think this is one of the goofiest things is back in 1981, I want you guys to, to just understand, Biden actually supported the idea to let states overturn Roe versus Wade. That's why I look at these politicians in America and I think, People don't even realize they're so short-sighted and they're so goldfish-minded, which means they, a goldfish, I think, has a, a retention span of like two to three seconds or something of like memory. And that's that's pretty much an American or just a person in general in this new age where they don't even want to look past what is happening. In, I mean, we're 2022. You go back 40 years or whatever, and he was really against it. He's like, yeah, go ahead and overturn it. I don't care. Yeah, he's been against a lot of things like, in his yeah, past. Go ahead. You know, I don't care. Yeah, like if you look care. back to like his and Obama's original campaigning, they're talking about not supporting gay marriage. Yeah, which is crazy because now that's the forefront of their entire political campaign. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Because they're pandering. Yeah. And that's 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 why I just want to stay. I try to stay as far as I can away from... I, I, I mean, I, 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 let, me, let me retract <sighs> that statement. It's not that they're pandering. Like, people have a right to change their minds on things, right? Like, that's the purpose of having open discussions like we're having so people can change their minds. But there's certain things that really make you question whether or not they actually change their minds or if they're just pandering. Pandering. Yeah. Pandering. But nothing is disinformation board. All right. So here in America, we got this thing that's just coming up and it's, it's ran by this lady. Uh, I just want you guys to listen to the lady who's in charge of the new dis- disinformation board that's been set up here in America. To me, America doesn't need a disinformation board. That is stuff for communist countries. That's for China. That's for Russia. That's for, that's for North Korea. 
Actually, I don't even think North Korea has one of these. They just have a don't you can't use social media board. Uh, you know what North I mean? North Korea like, is 100% well, all state ran. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, Russia's like, People definitely. can't even pull information from the outside. Like, it's all <laughs> okay. banned. Well, like, putting up a disinformation board inside of America. You know, let's go and play the video of this lady. And yes, it's from her and it's super cringy. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine. Or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain. They're laundering disinfo and we really should take note. And not support their lies with our wallet, voice or vote. Oh, information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious. By saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origin seems slightly less atrocious. <laughs> But right here, this honestly is is not the person to be in charge of this thing. She is clearly on one side of the aisle. She's not in the middle. She's 100% not in the middle. She's more a tad bit on the left side or more leaning quite left. She's I think if someone's going to come on and be a disinformation board person, they probably oh, yeah. should be directly in the middle, like directly in the middle. If you go back and look at her tweets from like last year, you're like, oh, this is pretty crazy. And you know what's even more wild? Is this disinformation board did not come about until Elon Musk bought the largest Twitter. The, yeah, it did not even come about until he buys this thing, which in fact is the largest platform, which he was going to give people the, the ability to have free speech. That one right there should make people think like, oh my God. So they're really trying to control some certain type of agenda of what the Americans see, or the, the world, I guess, sees. Because when you go and actually look at it, they're apparently here to protect, this is what they say directly from their site, by the way, uh, here to protect free speech and other fundamental rights when addressing disinformation that threatens the security of the United States. But from her little TikTok video, you guys could tell that she doesn't really like care too much about the security of the United States, but more to actually push a certain agenda to a large... And here's just, my biggest thing about this, right? Especially yeah. when you pull Twitter into it. Like, how many times have you posted something and you are quickly corrected by one of your followers to they're where they're like, like Rob, you are wrong and here is why and they post this shit and then you have to come back and be like, you know, I eat my words on that. Yeah. I made a mistake. I'm human. Quite like, this is a self-correcting issue and this is another step that we don't need Big Brother taking part of. They we just don't need it. Do not need to be a part of this. 100%. No. 100%. No. All right, so North Korea, let's go ahead and fly across the old ocean that we call the Pacific and say uh, Kim Jong-un, he's now vowed to bolster his nuclear arsenal. This was just a few days ago, which shouldn't shock anybody. Uh, but right now, it's it, it, he's, he's wanting to grow out at the fastest pace possible, and he has now decided to launch another ballistic missile, which would be their 14th round of weapons firing this year. And by the way, it comes just six days before a new conservative South Korean president is taking office, who has actually vowed to boost South Korea's missile capability and solidify its military alliance with the United States to better cope with the increasing North Korean threats. And we, we I love I love talking about North Korea because they're probably one of the more... Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> I will throw out <laughs> yeah. the word. I will just put that word uh, in your yeah. mouth. Ridiculous. The stuff they do. Regimes like, of all time. What are you doing? Like, like, okay. So they have a country that's full of famine. Like, like let's just be real. They, they have fake cities. They don't have enough food to feed their people uh, to mean, a the, certain extent. The real city is they're just empty. They're, yeah, they're, the real cities they have are empty. Beautiful, like 20 star hotels with no patrons. I love the I love the twenty star. That's a new one. I I'm actually enjoying that. It's probably a thing it, over there. Know. It is a thing. I mean, you guys have seen the videos of them allowing people to come in and actually film. When in fact they don't really, they try to. I mean, what they that they, American they have a state 
ran media person that like follows them around and approves or tells them what they can and can't do the entire time they're there or, hey, and, and, and controls their movement. And then they set up like scenes and for these people, like while they're being shown around the Capitol, like, look, our economy is robust. Here's a man pushing a broom, you know, I, like they got, they, they got, I mean, then wasn't there American that died a few years ago over there for stealing a, uh, um, poster. Yeah, I'm, no I'm fairly confident he got thrown in. Yeah, he ended up dying in, in their captivity, but he for stealing a poster. Yeah. Anyway, so EU is apparently going to ban Russian oil. That yeah, was your yeah, big yeah. thing here. You know, you don't know go to North Korea. <laughs> like, you know, my biggest takeaway from that: don't go to North don't Korea. Don't do that. It's that's we're pretty much or Chicago, one of the two, whichever you like not to go to. About the same. I don't know. I don't. I would not compare Chicago to North Korea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The I food in not. Chicago is pretty good, actually. I ain't gonna lie. The weather sucks. Uh, EU is actually banning uh, Russian oil. So if you guys do not know this, this is pretty much your big thing here. Oh yeah, I know EU, you, you love it, well, they're oil. they're proposing a ban on all Russian imports on oil, petroleum products, whatever it be by the end of this year, right? And and the idea is so what no they're loop. saying it's going to maximize the pressure on Russia in retaliation for the war crimes in Ukraine, along with the overall invasion of Ukraine itself. So right now, when you look at what's going on in Europe, right, and like the fuel prices in Europe, the average fuel price, if you will, across Europe, this is general figures, about one and a half euros per liter of petroleum over there, right? Per liter of fuel, one and a half euros. Rounds up to two euros, depending on what country you go to. So generally speaking, between one and a half to two euros per liter. If you want to put that in a U.S. perspective, like per gallon, right? Dollar per gallon. This is what a lot of people will relate to. Dollar per gallon, that would put the average cost around six US dollars per gallon of fuel. If you go up on the high end, it puts it at eight US dollars per gallon. Right? When you look at it. But that 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 is pre ban of the Russian of the Russian petroleum products. And so what the what they want to do is they want to phase it out, but they're acting like Russia is just going to sit there and play along with this. They're acting like Russia's gonna be like, oh you're gonna ban our stuff. Yeah, we're uh we're not just gonna cut you off right now and drive you into economic By the crisis. way, I, you know you forgot to mention inside this thing is in I because this was this actually came up after we put the notes on this thing. Uh Russia is going to be selling oil to China at a, a heavy discount. Of course they are. So that I did I did see that come through because we're well of course they are if you go back to our, like our previous I mean, back when I was on and we talked about this when, because originally they were talking about banning this, right? Banning the petroleum products when, when I was on and we actually forecasted that they're going to sell it to China. And they did. And they, and they they actually started selling grain, corn. Exactly. I mean, you guys don't know those Chechnyans and and Russians, they stole 5 million worth of uh, Ukrainian John Deere's and John Deere actually stopped them remotely, turned them off. That's pretty so, cool. I actually. thought that's pretty pretty interesting. That was actually that's pretty cool. Sorry. Anyway, uh, EU is going to want to minimize the effects of the economy. Common sense would tell the prices are clearly going to go up in the EU. So if you're in the EU and you're planning on driving your car, you better get yourself old pedal pedal bike pretty soon. Get yourself a pedal bike. Get yourself some sort of like an electric vehicle. Goodbye, get Tesla. yourself like a hybrid. Yeah, I mean, if you can afford it. There's not a lot of Teslas over there. Right? If you can afford it, if you can actually get your hands on one over there. Yeah. And, and at some point we have to start looking at things of like common sense. Like why are we as Western nations not drumming up our oil production? Because the first thing that we do when we like cut off our oil production is we pander over to the Middle East and we t- ask them to ramp up their oil production. You know what's so much right? ironic and it's, about it's, that? And, it's, and it has everything to do with like the environment, right? Like we're saying we're not doing it because of the environment. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you us Western nations 
have more restrictions on making sure that we get that energy as clean as possible versus those other nations. So the energy demand is going to exist, whether we like it or not, the energy ex demand exists. And whether or not that energy comes from the Middle East or America or any European nation, it's going to exist. They're going to need that fuel. They're going to need that petroleum. Why not have it produced from a country that has much higher marks when it comes to envi being environmentally friendly? You know what I'm saying? I like, can answer this question with one word. Send it. Politics. No. <laughs> That's literally it. The, the most ironic thing about you talking about this, which a lot of people may realize, Elon Musk, the first thing he said when they started talking about getting rid of Russian oil in America is start to produce our own oil domestically. Start right. pumping it out. And guess what? That guy literally owns the largest company on earth that is trying to get rid of cars using gasoline. <laughs> Right, like, but he's not oh, stupid. He even know, understands that not everybody can just go out and buy a $65,000 yeah. Tesla. <laughs> yeah, it's so right? crazy. Like, he knows that. I know, but it's just kind of funny when you say, like, uh, all right, we're going to move over to Africa. So what's happening in Africa? Once again, I don't know if you guys know Al-Shabaab and all this kind of stuff. They're kind of crazy. So Al-Qaeda linked terrorist group, Al-Shabaab, launched a dawn attack this morning on a major military base house housing AU forces. I don't know if you guys know this or not. This is something that's actually been going on over the last couple of weeks. I was talking to you about this earlier today, and it just happened again. This is a heavily armed Al-Shabaab gunman attacked a uh, Burundian base in El uh, El Brack, I don't, I don't know exactly where it's at. But anyway, it's just 160 kilometers north of Mogadishu. So, I mean, you're looking at 160 kilometers north of this. A suicide car bomber actually drove into the main gates, which is a pretty normal thing that we've seen multiple times over the last 20 years. Drove through the main gates, allowing the fighters to actually enter the cap at, uh, camp after the car bomb went off, which they engage in heavy fighting inside of this camp for about an hour. Al-Shabaab is claiming they have killed... 59 soldiers and they take control of the entire base, but authorities in the area do not confirm they've taken any lives or taken over the, this base. But I'm going to tell you guys right now, this is actually the second time this base has actually been raided by the terror group in the past year. Now I do know you've actually worked in Africa. I don't remember what country you're in. I've East. been at Eastern. I, I've been in Africa four times, not to hunt well, people. Al-Shabaab's got like a much bigger, Al-Shabaab projects itself. Much further than just Somalia. People look at Al Shabaab and they say, "Well, it's just this little Somali terror organization." Well, they're pretty much not. all in northern Iraq, or, um, Africa. Excuse me. Yeah, like the east eastern part of Africa, right? And like they they do project themselves like coming out quite a bit. And there's there's other there's other African nations that are worried about Al Shabaab. It's not just a Somali issue. And so the more this terrorist group grows, the more it has the ability to project itself and to start killing people outside of Somalia. So it needs to get solved. It needs to get handled. Same thing's going on in Afghanistan, which we're going to talk about here in a second. You've got around, uh, what, what is it, 78,000 Afghan? 78,000 Afghan SIV mm. applicants, right? Special immigrant visa applicants remain in Afghanistan after our withdrawal in August of 2021. 78,000. That's just what we know of, right? Like the, the applications have gone down like over like 200% something like that for SIVs, like since we pulled out and for obvious reasons, like how are they going to get that information yeah. to the United States government that they want to get out? And even if they had that channel of getting that information out right to the United States government, how do they get out? Huh? How do they even get the out? the interwebs? You can apply for it on the, no, interwebs. I'm saying how do they even get out of the country at that point? Yeah. How one, yeah. how do they get out? And two, they're probably worried that all of those documents are going to get intercepted. And just those applicants having those documents on them makes them a target. Yeah. Makes them a target a hundred percent. So, during the final month of the withdrawal, about 120,000 SIV applicants were flown out of Afghanistan. This huge, like unprecedented amount of freaking refugees that we ended up taking out of that country. And it's not mm -hmm. even fair to call them refugees, right? They're SIV applicants that we got out of that country. 
So the White House just recently in like what I would call an act of good faith, right? Because they cut a lot of crap for leaving so many people behind and just abandoning that country. So the White House has asked Congress now to approve U.S. citizenship for any of the Afghan SIB applicants here in the United States after they've lived here longer than a year. So they would no longer be here under an SIV, but they would end up making them U.S. citizens. And honestly, what other choice do they have? I mean, are they going to send them back to Afghanistan? Are they going to let their visas expire? You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to happen. So at the same time, we're looking at accepting like those SIV applicants as United States citizens, right? The U.S. is also looking at accepting refugees from Ukraine. Guess how many? 100,000. How much? 100,000. Oh, God. 100,000 Ukrainian refugees is what the Biden administration currently wants to accept here into the United States. So between the conflicts in Afghanistan and Ukraine, undoubtedly, there's going to be a massive influx of people that are seeking refugee status to all the Western countries, not just the United States, but also Europe. So we have Afghanistan that has a major refugee crisis that's going on because of the Taliban and the U.S. withdrawal. And we also have the war in Ukraine that's going on, causing another refugee problem. No, I know. I'm tracking. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about the number of people that actually ended up in Poland. I want to say it was roughly 7 million People have shifted over into Poland as of right now. I think a lot of them have started to move back. I don't have the exact numbers, but I know at one point it was like 6.8 million. I don't know why that number stuck in my head. Had actually shifted from Ukraine into Poland for like temporary, just living there temporary. I think a lot of them have actually moved back into Kiev and the northern, that northern side, the Sumi and all that area that was actually taken back. But going back over to Afghanistan, I'm going to tell you guys right now, there's actually been 10 people that were just killed and many other fear to be dead in an explosion in a mosque inside of Kabul. Uh, they're saying that there's currently additional 30 people that have been wounded inside of the same attack. And last week there were 33 killed and a dozen that were actually injured inside of a blast in another mosque, which is not super shocking. That, that seemed to be kind of a same thing that happened when I was there, um, inside the Kunduz province on Friday, on Friday's prayers. This is the same thing that's going on. We're going to going on. If you don't know that, it's it's just a very long... And who's causing this? ISIS. ISIS. Right? No, ISIS-K. ISIS it's the exact same thing. So there's been multiple attacks also in Marjorie Sharif. Uh, Kunduz again, multiple explosions inside this area at a high school and education center. Every single one of these attacks has actually been claimed by ISIS affiliate groups and Taliban's rival of ISIS-K, as we do know. Right, and they same. were fighting while we were still there. And it's clearly just, they're just going to continue to fight. Over. It's the same thing. Afghanistan itself is just a cesspool of terrorist organizations. They have nothing but they have drugs there. They have endless gun supplies there. And they just have people that really don't have anything else to do in their life. Like, I mean, let's be real. They don't really have much going well, on. Well, most of the people want to live a peaceful life and just Which be left the hell literally alone. do nothing. But they then you have these other their- organizations that are coming in and saying, no, you're going to live our way. And then all of a sudden we have wars that spark and they start killing each other. That's pretty much it. That's the exact thing that goes on inside of Afghanistan as of right now. Well, I hope you guys did enjoy this back over here. We have Tardio back for the next, well, hopefully indefinitely, depending on how well these things do. If you guys don't like them, well, I guess we'll kick them out of here and never yeah. see them again. Yeah, I'll just go. I'll just kiss my, I'll just kiss <laughs> off again. No, it's fine. All right. Well, that's it. I do love you guys. We are out. I'll see you guys on another one of these episodes here very soon.